Hey, how are you? Oh, stop it. How you doing? For me? Really? Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode 63, coming at you live from inside of Haptic HQ, Haptic Studios, in front of our very own live studio audience. How's everybody doing tonight? Why are you booing him? He's why you, right. Why are you booing me? I'm Buing. Why are you booing me? Is it, is it because... Is it because I didn't like Cyberpunk? Nice. No? Okay. Anyway. We're talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We are. How are you, Brett? I'm doing well. I, uh, you know what? Long day. Very tired. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of driving around today, doing stuff for work. Very tired. But I'm here. I'm feeling good. And I am ready to talk about some video games, some nerdy stuff, and, uh, you know, just chat with you. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I want everybody to know that we have merch available, you know, and that, and that, yeah, and that you should buy it, and that you should subscribe to us, and that you should follow us, uh, all links are in the description, that you should share it with your friends, and that you should tell us how you really feel. It's true. It's true. Um, so Brett, quick rundown for you, uh, First of all, we had an interview with uh, the creator of GG go up last week. We did. Uh, I believe on Friday last week it premiered. Uh, some people have been checking it out. Uh, Charles Watson, the creator of the GG video game tracker app. If you don't have it yet, download it. Uh, you can follow us, uh, Brett and I, uh, via the links in our description. Uh, it's a really cool uh, interview where we talk about video games and obviously GG, how it, you know, where it came from and uh, where it's going uh, in the future. So make sure you check that out on our channel uh, shout yes. out to charles watching and gg uh, of course we have our media consumption update might be a little well, not necessarily shorter today i was going to say one of the games that we would normally talk about is actually going to be one of the topics today which we'll be yeah. uh, talking about a little bit of a early review discussion quote unquote of horizon forbidden west um and then we have the abysmal chronicles for you today lots of video games coming up uh to be released uh, on top of of course elden ring um, and then we have the Abysmal Chronicles. We have a bunch of stuff in there, uh, including Charlie Day wanting to be Luigi. Then our main topics, of course. We're he already gonna... is Luigi. He, he's going to be Luigi again. Luigi again. Uh, so our main topics, of course, we're talking about Persona's 25th anniversary announcements. What is coming next for them? Some interesting information in there, and we're going to speculate a little bit, so stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to be, of course, doing, like I said, the Horizon Forbidden West review discussion, discussing what the first 10 hours. Uh, no story spoilers, uh, obviously. Maybe in the next several months or weeks, depending on how long it takes us to finish this game, maybe we'll do a full review discussion but we'll, we'll yes. see um and then indie intel we have a game this week called guinea pig parkour to share with all of you cool interesting little indie game uh for you all so josh before we get started there's a little bit of breaking news that i have to break to everyone right now breaking news you gotta break what is it gotta break some news guys ladies and gentlemen I say this with a heavy heart Arthur, the show, the cartoon series is ending. The final four episodes are premiering right now. What? That's correct. But how they are doing it, the story that they are they are pushing forward is enough to make you a grown man sob, Josh. So I didn't look at this before we started at all. So the story is that Arthur's story ended 
by having him become an actual author. The person who pushed him into that career, Mark Brown, the creator of Arthur. Oh, and the voice of adult Arthur was the original voice of Arthur, Michael Yarmouche. And as you can see in the image there, there's the actual author of Arthur pushing him to become an author. Uh, and again, they got the voice of the, the original voice of Arthur to come back and do adult Arthur. After he became an author, Arthur, the author who wrote a book called Arthur's Eyes, the beginning, a graphic novel. I'm getting chills right now, actually, as we speak about this. As it's so, being spoken about. So it's very unfortunate, but uh, Arthur, the author, is coming to an end. Uh, the, like I said, the final four episodes are, uh, you know, they're, they're upon us. And episode one of the four is already aired. So, well. I love how it. they're doing like an anime thing where like they're doing a time skip at the end of the series to like wrap things up. Yeah, you know? it's nice. It's a good little touch. Kinda well, cute. thanks for breaking that breaking news. And <sighs> now, sad. back to us. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing? We're doing our media consumption update. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I haven't watched any movies this week. Mm -hmm. However, I've been playing a lot of games and watching a lot of TV. So games. Number mm -hmm. one, as we discussed last week, Cyberpunk did drop their next-gen update, and I played it. And I don't know if it's just that it's been a long time since I played it last or what, but the game doesn't visually look much different, although I'm seeing like comparisons that make it look like, holy crap, it really did change quite a bit. Uh, but there's a lot of changes and a lot of fixes and a lot of good things. And I don't know when I'm going to go back to it because right now is a very busy time for video games, but, uh, I'm at the last mission, I believe, because I'm at a part where it's like, if you continue, you will not be able to go forward. Mm -hmm. Like make sure you, you make a make sure you make a save right before that. Okay. Well, that's where I'm at. I haven't done anything after that. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but that's, that's what I had done there. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2 is a game that I bought and have not been able to play since it came out. Boo -boo. It sucks. Boo -boo. <laughs> so I wish I could play it. I I can't have an opinion on it because I can't fucking play the game. So Well, your opinion that? is that it's bad because you can't play it because it's broken. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right in that regard. Yeah, my opinion is that it is bad. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I am playing Horizon Forbidden West. I haven't played too much, but enough to talk about it with you today, and we'll do that later on in the podcast. Yep. Uh, played a little bit of Uno, the classic, you know, got to play some Uno every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And I played a little bit of Halo, and I got to tell you, Josh, that game, very boring. Not a fan. Uh, they need to do something because that game is dying, and it needs content very badly. Yeah. It's actually... Excuse <laughs> Excuse me. Ow. Um, I forget what I was going to say. I just sneezed it right out of my brain. Halo. Yeah, they need content. They need to add content. It had so much steam at the start of it. You know what I mean? Like, there was so much yeah. hype around it. And then they took... I mean, I know it was a holiday and the developers took time off, but Big Team Battle didn't work. And any kind of momentum, I guess, it had is gone. So yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, it's just, I mean, I think the season two is supposed to start tomorrow, right? No, May. I thought there. Uh, no, oh, the 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 reset for rank is. Oh. Uh, but well, season two actual is not. 
And that doesn't mean anything. Because Season two actually. That oh, yeah. They're like ruining the, rank both, right? Yeah, they're like taking our ranks away and giving right. us different ranks. Right. So. Well, that's a, a very unfortunate development in Halo. Uh, mm-hmm. Not happy about that. Mm-hmm. TV and anime. Listen. I'm listening. I need you to understand. I'll try. Attack on Titan. Yeah. And I know I'm late to the game here. Mm-hmm. I finally caught up. I'm on season four. Yeah. Okay? I'm not caught up all the way. There's two right. episodes out of, uh, well, there's actually like eight episodes out of the final part, mm-hmm. but I don't watch the, the sub. I watch the dub. So there's only two episodes out in part two. I haven't caught up to that yet. Yeah. I'm on like episode nine of season four. Holy shit, dude. I literally. You're on episode nine? Dude. That show slaps so hard. And it almost lost me for a minute. There was a part where I was like, dude, there's too much going on. There's way too much going on. This doesn't make any sense. We don't know so, what the hell is going on. So you watched all of season three, yeah? Correct. Yep. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. But I'll say this. There was a part where they introduced a new character. He was a king. And he wanted to take back something that belonged to his family. Mm-hmm. That whole arc, I was like, this is not. I don't like this at all. I really didn't really care for it. Yeah. Um, now I appreciate it because of what it's set up for season four. But I was like, damn, this is not very good. And then by the end of that season, season three, I was like, damn, this show actually slaps really hard. And then season four happened. And I was like, damn, this show. It took I told you it took a turn, dude. Yeah, it, it was completely different. It was giving you a different angle of, of what happened. Uh, or wh- where we're at now. There's a big time skip that happens, and they give you a different angle of the whole world, right? And it was actually really good. I liked it. And my fiance was watching with me, and she was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like, why are we Why are we taking a back? Why is the main story taking a back seat? And right. I was like, because it's going to be so much more impactful when we get to that, you know, main story again. Sure. knowing what we sure. see here. Right. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I can't believe what I just witnessed happen in the last episode that I watched. Um, Aaron's badass, and everything I've ever said about him being a little bitch, I take back. He's slick, and that's it. Wow. Well, you uh, need to fast track this and watch it immediately so we can talk about it. Is what needs to happen. Wow. You're giving Uh, me you're giving me the fast track request. I am, and I'm I'm telling you right now, you got to fast track it, and then we're gonna watch it every week, not together, but we're gonna watch it as they come out. So episode two, uh, do you watch the dub or the sub? Um, I have done both. I stopped watching the dub because I could not wait. So I switched over to the sub, uh, for season three and I won't be going back to the dub. Okay. Well then never mind. Don't fast track it because you're just going to keep watching and you're just going to go ahead of me and I can't have that happen. I can, I mean, I could, I I could switch back over to the dub. I have no problem, but I love the Japanese voices now is the thing. Okay. Well, the problem is there's like six episodes more in japan than there are in america okay well i'll wait oh, i'm gonna need you to hold on i'll wait okay? so there's it's it's so i know it's a two-part season there's yes. 10 for the first part uh 12 to be honest i i think 12 i really don't 12. know i think it's 12 okay uh, but yeah there's so there's like eight episodes out in part two mm-hmm. and only two episodes out in english yeah in part two. my dilemma is this though I want to go back and rewatch everything because it's been so long since I finished. Like, I finished season three when it aired. 
Like yeah, the see, day, I just, I just the that. day it aired, I finished season three. So it's been yeah. 47 years. Yeah, I'm watching everything. I just rewatched the whole series. So like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in it right now. And not that I, not that I couldn't rewatch the whole thing fairly quickly, I suppose, but. I'll be honest. I don't know if you really need to rewatch if you've seen it and you remember everything that happened. I don't know if you need to rewatch season one and two. You might be able mm. to just get away with three. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't need, I've rewatched season one and two several times. Yeah. Because I, I watched them, then I watched them again, and then I watched them again when season three, before season three was going to air. Mm. So I'm good with season one and season two, but season three, some parts of it are a little fuzzy. So maybe I need to do that. Season three is probably the most important for where it takes where season four is, right? So okay. you're you're definitely gonna have to at least watch rewatch season three. Okay. Um but wow, I can't believe I can't believe what I witnessed last night. It's good to hear. Uh it's great. Peacemaker's finale. Uh how about this? I'm gonna talk about Righteous Gemstones. There's a new episode out, I haven't seen it yet. That show slaps. Mm-hmm. Um that's all I've been watching. Let's talk about Peacemaker real quick, because I know you watched the finale too. Correct. So yep. we can kind of use that as a segue, if you will. Sure. Uh, what did you think of the Peacemaker finale? Because I loved it. It's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. The whole show. The whole show is a 10. Yeah, I really but enjoyed it. The, the last episode specifically, though, they... It, they closed off loose ends in the sense of like... To me, the most interesting part of the story was the the group dynamic, right? The team, um, you know, everybody together, Peacemaker, how he interacts with everybody, where they came, you know, and it's kind of full circle by that last episode. And then they're really put in a situation where they have to lean on that team stuff. And maybe that sounds cliche, but it's done in a way that does not feel cliche at all. And then there's a fight sequence in the last episode that is so... If you followed me on Twitter, you know I love the opening to Peacemaker. The theme song, the dance, I fucking, I ate that shit up the first time I saw it. And every episode, I don't skip it. It makes me smile. I fucking love it. The last episode, let's just say that theme song is played. And I'm a sucker when the theme song plays in a show. And if it's done well, and it's done well. So listen, real quick. Just, I don't want to go back to Attack on Titan for too long, but listen. Mm-hmm. No Attack on Titan theme comes close to the season one part one theme. Not at all. Okay? Not at all. And I've been saying to my fiance as we're watching it because they even at one point I think season three they had a song that was by the same band and started off the same. Mm-hmm. But then it was a completely different song. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. I need either part. I don't know if it already part two is already out, right? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But either that song needs to be the theme song for that whole season, that whole part, or in the last episode of that show, that song needs to play. Mm-hmm. Or I'm out. <laughs> I need you. To it's know all that. ruined. I'm out. Yeah. So I agree with you. When it's like Tokyo Ghoul, theme- though, when that dude. When that, on, you know exactly. what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm exactly. talking about. And when that happens, I'm up on the coffee table dancing. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, Peacemaker, great example of a show with a banger, banger intro song. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they get rid of that in season two, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, when that played in the finale, I I was in love, but. Yeah, I, I really liked that whole series, to be honest with you. Big surprise. I did not yeah. expect it to be that good. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I true I not even like I love it. I loved it. Yeah. It's funny, it's full of heart. Uh some awesome action action sequences, really interesting storyline too. Um and 
James Gunn, my man, has a way. And listen, I, I haven't been a fan of all of his work, but I'm a fan yeah. of a lot of his work. And he has a way to make you care for things that you have no business caring about. And Dude, I, I think it's right. just a level of genuineness he puts into the characters that he writes. Uh, yeah, he can take a character that it was bottom of the barrel in, in that whole universe of DC comics, and he can make him like one of the best characters that they've ever brought to the screen with, with Peacemaker, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was watching Peacemaker, also watching Righteous Gemstones. That show was also awesome. Um, yeah. Love it. John Goodman doing his due diligence this season. I'll tell you what, my man. Um, yeah, he's acting his ass off. Yeah. Uh, and then I also started Succession, which is that HBO show. Uh, that show is fucking nuts. Uh, it stresses me out, and it gave me nightmares. So I it literally... Nightmares. Dude, I one, one episode I finished towards the end of the <clears> first <throat> season, which I haven't finished the first season just yet, but one episode I finished, it ends in such a way where I was like, anxious like i watched it right before i went to bed i was like this is terrible i fucking went to bed thinking about it i literally had a nightmare about it about the resolution to what occurred on screen wow so not even a horror no it's 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 so stressful it's like what it's like it reminds me honestly i know i always go back to the well but like parts of breaking bad where it's like this is so stressful i'm gonna throw up like i don't know what's happening right now this show evokes that almost every fucking episode and it's stuff that i'm not normally interested in which is like boardroom kind of financial drama stuff which maybe not sound doesn't sound that interesting but it's kind of takes a backseat to the relationship drama of stuff that goes on and i'm literally getting stressed out thinking about it so i don't want to talk about it anymore is it grounded in reality or is it like kind of ridiculous like righteous gemstones no it's it's fairly it's fairly grounded i mean it's literally just about essentially who's going to take over this massive media conglomerate as the ceo yeah. um so it's i would it's almost like game of thrones but in corporate america okay that's kind of the vibe i was i was getting i just wasn't yeah. sure if like so like in, in righteous gemstones they'll just be like shooting people in the middle of you know what i mean like random mm-hmm. like things like that happen is this more grounded in reality where things actually have consequences and yeah and yeah happen. it's okay. it's very it's very ground in reality and also it it does a good job like i mean most of it i mean most of it is just dialogue to be honest with you like it's it's just dialogue and conversations but the camera is always tight in on people's faces and conversations and people interrupt each other people talk over each it's like dude it's like uncut gems it's like uh, shot like that where it's like real life where people just talk over each other interrupt and like it, it just it's it's very uncut gems that's actually a great analogy and maybe i'll i'll leave it at that all right so um games uh well actually let me do movies first and then i'll loop back to games so movies uh i watched tick tick boom finally uh loved it okay. i loved it uh to be honest with you i think it's my favorite thing that lin Manuel thing he's ever done uh um jonathan larson uh, i'm a fan of obviously of rent uh, and me having a musical theater background and liking musical theater. Um, I was not aware of a lot of these elements of, of his life. Um, and I wasn't even aware of the musical quote unquote, tick, tick boom that he wrote about it, which is, this is based off of, and then of course extrapolates on, but, uh, it's awesome. Andrew Garfield kills it. Uh, so the, good. the music is, is so good. And the way it's shot and staged, it's, it's, I loved it. I gave it a five on letterboxd. So, wow. 
Nice. So if that tells you anything. I thought you would like it based on just your background and, and the stuff you're into. I thought that that would be a very much a you movie. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, it's a shame I waited so long, uh, I guess, because they didn't get on the initial hype train. But uh, I, I, I really uh, quite enjoyed it uh, a lot. So Nice. Uh, of course, Horizon Forbidden West, which we'll talk about uh, shortly. We're going to be doing a review discussion, which is one of our topics. Um, and then Dying Light 2, Brett, I finished it. I put about 60 or 70 hours in. Um, I finished the main story, I guess I should say. I did a lot of the side stuff. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of issues. And I think the best way to do this, so I don't go off on a tangent, maybe say more than I need to here, <laughs> is going back to GG. I'm going to read you what I wrote in my GG review. Oh, at least okay. at least in part. Okay. I gave it a one and a half star out of five. I said, this was a huge disappointment. I was looking forward to this, and it was a massive letdown. The good. Melee combat feels mostly good. Parkour feels okay when it actually works. Lots of stuff to do and keep you busy, that's for sure. Some story characters are interesting, and there are some really cool Easter eggs in the game. Really cool Easter eggs in the game that I came across. That's where the good stops. The bad. The story is barely serviceable. It's it's terrible. It's really terrible, actually. Uh, it's quite bad. Uh, the parkour is really wonky uh, all over the place, even when you unlock all of the abilities. Um, there's just areas where it doesn't work. Like You have to look at the thing that you want to go towards. I get that. There are places where it doesn't work. So... I'm going to ask you something. Yeah. We did a video or we did a, a topic and it turned to a video on our channel about um, the first 10 hours, our review. Mm -hmm. And we were both pretty positive mm -hmm. from that. What would you say is the biggest change? What happened? What did you experience in those 10 hours? I know you weren't, you're reading your review, but mm -hmm. just very briefly, what changed to make you go from where we were at to where you are now? Yeah, the, the new areas. Each area, which is a cool concept, is designed around specific parkour mechanics, right? But the problem is, once you go to those new areas, traversing it any other way than the way in which they want you to traverse it becomes impossible. And therefore, accessing things becomes much more difficult. And the thing that really got to me, the it, I would call it death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should title it. Is in it might not be one th major thing that shifted, but there are a hundred other things that stack up and add up that wore on me that led me to my final opinion. Is one of those cuts the fact that your friend can't play the game at all? Of, yeah, it, it honestly is. But the main yeah. draw of the game is the co-op element, and I can't fucking play it. Yeah. Like, we got to a point where it's like, there's literally nothing else to do. You need to progress in the story, but you can't. So, yeah. what do we do? Just, yeah, even joining fucked. you, I was surprised that even joining you to play that little bit that we did work, because co-op is apparently not, not Still, working. still not. So. so, continuing here, I said the game is full of tedium including dismal side quests, frustrating yeah. check-look locations, overly long animations. You know how I feel about overly long, cumbersome animations. It's one of the reasons why f the Final Fantasy VII Remake pissed me off, uh, yeah. even though that game is good. Um, long elevator rides and load times. You know that tower we were trying to get into in co-op? Yeah. You know how long it takes to ride the elevator from the bottom to the top of that tower? How long? 
two full real minutes. What? Two full real minutes. On PS5. On PS5. Mm -hmm. It takes... You get in the elevator and you wait two minutes. I literally thought the game was fucking broken. It takes two minutes. And how long does it take if you use the glitch to fly to the top with that invisible wall? Ten minutes? (laughs) Ten to twenty minutes. And it takes two minutes up, and then it takes two minutes down. There's a quest that requires you to go up and down several times using the elevator, and then every time you want to get to the top, which you have to to complete other side stuff, you have to take the elevator up. And it takes two minutes. That does not respect my time. Yeah, that seems uh, to be the general theme here, is that the game doesn't respect your time. Yeah. Next point, I said, the game does not respect your time. It makes everything overly long, complicated, and tedious. You have to play the game 20 to 25 hours to be actually able to play the game. You are so underpowered, as you mentioned in the past, Brett, and lacking anything at the start, and the hump is monumental in regards to time commitment to get anywhere. Uh, bad choice. Yeah, and- they lost basic abilities like sliding behind a skill tree, which I, I said in the initial 10-hour review, yeah. I said so weird and bold of them to make a choice where basic game mechanics like that are locked behind a, a skill tree, you know? Yeah. Um, and then in regards to, I was trying to platinum the game. That hope is gone uh, because there are missable collectibles in the prologue uh, in addition to 12 other story missions. You have to collect all of the collectibles to get the platinum trophy. There are glitch trophies and achievements, which I realized when I beat the story, uh, that will force you to replay the game because you can't pop them in co-op. Uh, these are the middle of the you game. Play yeah, true. These are the, in the middle of the game. Uh, what's up, Kevin? Welcome. Uh, they're yeah. in the they're in the middle of the game, uh, and I'm just fucked. And I I didn't realize until the end, and I got the last story trophy, and I was like, wait a minute, these other two should be story trophies. I looked, they're glitched. They're in the middle of the game, which basically means I probably have to put in another forty hours to get to them. Uh, just to hope they pop? Yeah, no. Fuck you. Uh, I had to restart multiple quest lines because an NPC spawned in during a conversation and would block me in an area. Uh, so I had to literally restart the whole entire quest line. Uh, this is Dying Light 2, by the way, for Dying anyone Light that's 2. joining us. Yeah. Uh, the game, uh, the game was broken at launch, which was true, and remains so, including trophies, co-op, deathloop, etc. Overall, don't play the game. I was trying to platinum it on PS5 after after beating the story and getting about 70% of the trophies overall, which I did, I don't want to go back. The game launch is unacceptable. The game is unacceptable. It's bad. I hate it. It fucking sucks. They should be ashamed of themselves. I can't even play it. That's it. So I won't waste any more of your time. That's it. All right. Well, is that all you got in terms of uh, what you've been watching, playing, gaming? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, then, Josh, I think it's time for. Ay, 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 ay. Time for the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh. That's right. So, we're going to start off here, guys. I, again, if you don't know, the Abysmal Chronicles is the segment of our show where we go over the news topics that were just a little too abysmal to make it as main topics for the show. Uh, We start off this every week by going over the top video game releases that are going to be coming out this week. This one's kind of long. It's a big list. I actually pulled the list from IGN, I believe, so it's a little bit longer than our usual one. There's also a very funny uh, typo. So, Okay. uh, Coming out tomorrow, we have Destiny 2 The Witch Queen on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, Xbox One, PS4, and Google Stadia. The Beach Uh, Queen. There's a game called Ghosts coming out uh, on PC. Call of Duty Ghosts. 
Xbox One and Switch. Uh, a game called Soul Cresta is coming out on the PC, PS4, and Switch. And Tiny Combat Arena is coming to PC tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. tomorrow. On the 23rd, we have a game. What? Dr. Oil? Yeah, that's not the typo. That's real. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a game coming out tomorrow called Dr. Oil on PS4 and Xbox One. We're also getting Edge of Eternity Cloud version on the Switch, which is launching on the 23rd as well. And Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is coming to PC on the 23rd as well. Uh, here's the typo. Martha is Death. The game is actually called Martha is Dead. Uh, and it's coming out on the 24th on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Never Alone Arctic Collection launches on the Switch on February 24th. Uh, Grid Legends launches on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One on February 25th. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask comes out mm. uh, on the Switch on February 25th. Like, this is the uh, Nintendo 64 port. I forgot about that, yeah. Moto Rotor is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on February 25th. And finally, Elden Ring will be releasing on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and for Xbox One on February 25th. It's finally here. It is finally, finally here. And I am so, so excited for that game. I can't even believe it. Hell yeah, brother. All right, let's jump into our topics here. Josh? Charlie Day wants to star in a Luigi's Mansion movie. That's right. This is coming from Games Radar. Charlie Day has revealed his desire to star in a movie adaptation of Luigi's Mansion. Which, by the way, I may not be on board with the Super Mario movie and all of that crazy cast. But a Luigi's Mansion movie, I can get behind. Mm -hmm. If he's good as Luigi in the Super Mario movie... I'm all in for this, okay? Hell yeah. In a recent interview, Comic Book asked Charlie Day about his recent casting in Universal's untitled Super Mario movie and wondered if he'd be interested in a movie of his own. Mm-hmm. He's quoted as saying, Yeah, my son was just playing Luigi's Mansion the other day on his Switch. Look, I'm thrilled to get the opportunity. I grew up playing Super Mario Brothers, as did everyone I know. So we'll see. It's like anything else in life. I'll go if I'm invited. Hmm. What do you think about that? I like it. All right, moving on. I'm in. <laughs> Big news I'm in. For, I'm, I'm in for just how abysmal it has the potential to be. Oh, it could be very abysmal. And yeah. if he's like, like I'm saying though, if he's good in the Super Mario movie, then like I'm, I'm down for like a pseudo horror Luigi's Mansion movie. You know? Hell yeah. All right. Big news for Bug Snacks fans. If you're a Bug Snacks fan, listen up. The new Bug Snacks DLC is being inspired by Jurassic Park Two. <laughs> We're talking about bug snacks, folks. Talking about bug snacks. Uh, This is coming from Games Radar. The upcoming bug snacks DLC was inspired by the second Jurassic Park movie, according to the game's creative director. Speaking in the latest issue of Play Magazine, creative director and writer of Bug Snacks, who, by the way, uh, I didn't know he was also the writer, but shout out to him. That game has an incredible story. Uh, Kevin Zoon says, We wanted to have a kind of identifiable new mechanic, something that would really set this area apart from the others and something that would make these particular bug snacks a little bit trickier to catch than the others. There was also then, of course, the idea of doing, like, the Lost World Jurassic Park, right? No. Where we're like, oh, a mysterious new island, and now they're huge? And why not? The bigger, the better. All right. 
what are your thoughts on that? There's a little bit more. Listen, listen man, I always want more books next. You know that. That's always yeah. going to be my answer. Uh, I think it's actually, it's this in particular is a pretty unique concept as well and could work because remember, we're getting the big snacks shit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, that plays into his next uh, statement here. Zoom yeah. said he got the idea after reviewing feedback from fans who expressed their love of the big boss fights, such as the pizza slice moth, 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 the supreme. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you needed to do that to get the platinum. Yes. We can only assume he took this feedback and ran with it. Players will be delighted to know that the new DLC comes with customizable options, which will add to the wacky aesthetics of Bug Snacks. Give it to me. Give it. Former PlayStation head says he's played an unreleased Souls-like game. But it's almost certainly not Bloodborne 2. This is also coming from Games Radar. Former PlayStation head Shuhei Yoshida has teased an unreleased Souls-like game is on the way for PlayStation players. Mm -hmm. Revealed in a tweet, Yoshida, who is now the head of PlayStation's indie game efforts, made a list of the last few games that he had played. The list consisted of Horizon Forbidden West, Genshin Impact, Sifu, an unreleased puzzle action game, and an unreleased Souls-like game. Shortly after this tweet, Yoshida followed up with a reply to their original tweet, clarifying that the unreleased Souls-like they mentioned was not Elden Ring. This, of course, resulted in Bloodborne fans flooding Yoshida's mentions with speculation that the unreleased Souls-like game could actually be Bloodborne 2. Yes, I like the little reply in this thread, too. Herman Holst replies, such a tease. Uh, Shu says, I did not mean to. And then somebody replied, wait till articles be made from this tweet. Laughing emoji. And it is literally how we found out about this. That's right. Uh, right, listen, uh, I love Shuhei Yoshida. All right. I love Shuhei Yoshida. And, you know, as the head of the indie game division at PlayStation, it makes me wonder if this is like an indie Soulsborne game. Could be. Could it be Salt and Sacrifice, maybe? But it said unreleased, right? Not unannounced. On a, unreleased. Just, said, just said unreleased, yep. So, could be Salt and Sacrifice. Could be Salt and Suck Me Off. It's <laughs> a good one. I like that. Uh,. This is big news for us, Josh. Supermassive Games trademarks a non-Dark Pictures game. This is coming from IGN. Supermassive Games seemingly has plans to work on non-Dark Pictures anthology games in the near future, following its trademark of a new IP called The Quarry. The developer filed this new title, which will be its first diversion from the Dark Pictures games since 2018, with the European Union Intellectual Property Office, as spotted by at the Marmalade on Twitter. This comes just three weeks after Supermassive filed trademarks for six further Dark Picture games to release on top of its upcoming The Devil in Me. Yep. What's up, Christian? No problem, brother. Welcome. What uh we're still on the Abysmal Chronicles. Yeah, we're just we're just getting started here. Uh so yeah, uh, this is a new non-Dark Pictures game coming from Supermassive. Of mm-hmm. course, Supermassive, the guys who made Until Dawn, uh the Dark yeah. Pictures games, as I've mentioned several times now at this point. Uh, if you actually click on that link, Josh, I don't know if they I already see... did. Oh, okay. It's so you already see a logo. Up. Yeah, it's already up behind you. Very much looks like the thing logo. Dude, I'm so happy you said that. That's the first thing I thought of. Right? It looks just like it. Yeah. Uh, Christian, you did miss that, but we are going to be doing a full kind of quote unquote early review discussion of Horizon very soon, if that's what you're asking about um but yeah you're right it looks like the thing thing it it looks like the thing thing uh looks like the thing logo um the other question i had for you brett and i don't know if you mentioned and i forget now because i closed the um 
uh, the link, the link to the uh, oh my fucking yes. god, the trademark. But this was just filed, correct? Like the February seventeenth. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, yes, Christian, you'll hear our thoughts very shortly on that. Uh, was that was that correct? Was I accurate? I believe you are. Yes. I okay. Actually... So it was just filed. So anything. The the point I was making is that it's going to be a while before we see anything from this, likely. Oh, and I'm looking at just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, February seventeenth, twenty two. Mm-hmm. That's what I now, thought. Now, last I time, seeing. so Josh, last time you and I speculated on a trademark of a game. Yeah. You know what that game was? No. You know? No, I don't. I don't remember. Bloodborne. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sure there's a video out there of that. It'd be cool if we could find that and, and put it on Twitter or something, TikTok or something. But yeah, before uh, Bloodborne came out, there was like I a leak that. of trademarks and we talked about that on our channel. I do remember that. So, so that's cool and all. That's all great. But there's other news now that has come out about uh, Supermassive Games, Josh, that I I don't understand why this is happening and I don't understand what's going on. Okay. Okay. Apparently... Until Dawn is being remade for PlayStation 5. Yeah, I heard about this. So this is coming from uh, comicbook.com, and it's a Twitter user named AccountNGT on Twitter. Their tweet said, From what I've heard from several separate sources, in addition to their newest games, Supermassive Games is reportedly working on a remake of Until Dawn for some time that will be coming to current-gen consoles. I will try to find out more about this potential project. So the interesting thing is this came out last week before the quarry was trademarked, okay? Sure. Is the quarry a code name for Until Dawn? I don't know. Is that related to this? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, I think my um, bigger question is why, why would you be remaking Until Dawn? Uh, the game is not that old, and while I know there's still issues with how it runs... In some areas, I don't think it's inaccessible. So I agree. I'm a little confused unless it's because they're making a second one. Yeah, and it's possible that this leaker might have seen some things and it's now being they're speculating it's it's a remake, but it could be a sequel. Could right? be a sequel. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if the patent or the trademark, whatever, and this is related, and I don't even know if Supermassive, honestly, would do Until Dawn 2, or yeah. this remake, potentially, if they are, because they are doing their own thing. That's actually, that, that is a big uh, mistake that PlayStation made, was not securing them. I, I would agree with you. So, uh, One big thing here is, maybe, so the article title says, Until Dawn is being remade for PlayStation 5. However, the tweet from account NGT, the actual leaker, yeah. says that it will be coming to current-gen consoles. Right. Until Dawn was only available on PS4. Correct. So perhaps it's like a, a remaster where they're going to release it on all the consoles. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, but I just want to give some credibility here. So the account NGT, they're credible yeah. uh, to an extent. They were the ones that leaked Star Wars Eclipse days before the actual game was revealed. Uh, they posted a graphic with the logo in the background and even used the hashtag Quantic Dream to show that, like, they're the ones that are going to be developing the game. So. Sure. 
Okay. Incredible. Cool, cool. We'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Uh, bad news? Big news? With this next one. Who um, news? The Capcom countdown that we talked about in last week's episode hit zero today. Right. The reveal <sighs> was Street Fighter Six, dude. Now, I just, I want to maybe get out in front of this, Brett, in saying right. that you could say that for the first time in the history of the channel, Haptic Intel was wrong. You're, that's important. But I would say you're incorrect because we did mention Street Fighter Six as an alternative. Specifically, you did in that conversation very I briefly. Literally... You literally did, and I brushed over it. Therefore, we're right. And I don't know what else to tell you. Even when we're wrong, we're right. And when we're right, we're right 100% of the time. So. That Put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. I don't know. Sounds fair. Uh, so the Capcom countdown hit zero. They, a little trailer is available on the website now for Street Fighter VI. Uh, it, it looks... It's it's not gameplay, and it uh, looks good, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So. More news will be uh, hitting this summer about Street Fighter VI. If you're a fighting game fan, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I know, I know there are a lot of uh, Street Fighter fans out there, but... Um, we're not. I don't. Know. No, I'm gonna jump over one story that I have here because this one kind of relates to that. Uh, Capcom also announced a fighting collection right. that is combining ten classic games coming to PS4 in June. Uh, so Capcom has announced the efficiently named Capcom Fighting Collection for PlayStation 4. It's a Great collection name. of ten games uh, with rollback netcode, which is very important for online play and fighting games. Yep. The titles are as follows. So if you're a fan of fighting games, listen up. Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers, Revenge, Vampire Savior, The Lord of Vampire, Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers, Revenge, Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of Vampire, Red Earth, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, mm -hmm. Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, mm -hmm. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and Hyper Street Fighter 2. Those all sound like fake video games. All right, all right, all right. Well, congratulations to fighting fans. Yeah, I've heard good things about uh, Puzzle Fighter. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one that people really like. So, mm -hmm. Speaking of things that people really like, Josh, another news story for you today. Uncharted movies audience score is completely at odds with the critic score. This is coming from Push Square. So I know you and I are both pretty down on uncharted the movie where we haven't seen it but we haven't have seen it desire. yet haven't seen it yet right have have zero desire right correct yep uh but it looks like it's doing well so movie critics weren't yeah. overly keen on the uncharted movie but cinema goers are loving it over on rotten tomatoes the film has a critics rating of just 39 percent approval but it's a certified hit among audiences 90 percent of viewers recommend it it's a largely similar story on Google, where it currently commands a score of 4.2 out of 5. And on IMDb, it's achieved a less stellar, but still respectable, 6.7 out of 10 user score. Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Holland. Yeah. It's the Tom Holland syndrome. And, and here, here's the thing. While maybe this while this movie is certainly not for us, um, I'd have no interest in seeing it. I, I you know, Tom Holland's fine. Um but here's what I hope comes from this. If you saw the movie and you liked the movie, 
go play the fucking games instead. Yeah. Uh, someone I'm... actually followed me on Twitter recently. I followed them back. I think they're one of our GG friends. They're from GG, the app. Mm-hmm. And they saw it, I believe, and they said something to the extent of like, okay, origin story's out of the way. It was decent. It was fine. Now let's get an actual uncharted movie like let's let's go like let's take it to the next level yeah so yeah. hey i'm sure i did better mon- monetarily too than they were expecting too so well i'm going to talk about that right now actually. gird your loins the box, for the sequels the box office reports uh box office reports put the film's global take at around 132.2 million through sunday following its launch in europe last week and north america this week it is hauled uh, $44.16 million in its three-day opening weekend in North America alone, outperforming estimates with President's Day uh, adding substantially to that tally through Monday. Mm. And a sequel is looking extremely likely right now. Mm. Good for them. Good for Tom Holland. Good for Sony. Uh, use that money to uh, make more games. Mm-hmm. And, download, the... and download GG, the app, and review the Uncharted games. Yes, very obscure little plug you uh, just did there. No, I said that because Christian said he just got the GG app after watching our interview. I oh, wanted, to, wanted to loop back to that. Nice. Follow okay. us if okay. you didn't, and I'll have to follow you too. I've been following anyone that follows me on GG. So if you follow me on GG, I'll follow you back. All right. All right. This one is a little lengthy, this next one, and it probably could have been a main topic, but I'm just going to brush through it real quick. Mm-hmm. Microsoft approached Activision Blizzard about an acquisition just three days after the Bobby Kodak reports came out. Uh, this is coming from IGN. So this is going to be like a timeline of events from, you know, Bobby Kodak, the report of Bobby Kodak coming out, uh, you know, him being a alleged pedophile or whatever the hell he was, <laughs> uh, molester, sexual abuser. Yeah, whatever. Not, not good. Allegedly. Um, so this is coming from IGN. On November 19th, 2021, in the course of a conversation on a different topic between Mr. Spencer and Mr. Kodak, Mr. Spencer, being Phil Spencer, by the way, of Microsoft mm-hmm. and Xbox, mm-hmm. Mr. Spencer raised that Microsoft was interested in, a, in discussing strategic opportunities between Activision Blizzard and Microsoft and asked whether it would be possible to have a call with Mr. Nadella the following day. Mr. Nadella, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Edward Mandela? Mr. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, Mr. Kodak agreed to participate in such a discussion, such a discussion, filing reads in a call on November 20th, 2021 between. What the fuck is that? What does that mean in our notes? Mezzers? Who the hell is Mezzer? I don't know. Nebuchadnezzar, dude. <laughs> in a call on November 20th, 2021 between Kodak and Nadella, Nadella indicated that Microsoft was interested in exploring a strategic combination with Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. On November 18th, Spencer sent an email to his staff saying he is disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions at Activision Blizzard and that he is evaluating all aspects of their relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments. Mm -hmm. So basically, Spencer was like, Phil Spencer was like, hey, guys, I'm interested. And then he was like, hey, everyone, by the way, I don't like what they're up to, but I'm still interested. Um, and then on November 26th, Microsoft presented an initial offer of $80 per share, which would have been a 32% premium of Activision Blizzard stock price 
uh, on November 25th, but the two companies would negotiate and the price would rise to $95 per share. Right. Uh, this part is what interests me, Josh. While the deal was officially announced on January 18th, the filing states that Kodak had reached out to a handful of other companies before the announcement and that an unnamed person had even discussed purchasing the Blizzard part of Activision Blizzard or making all parts or all of Activision Blizzard private. Mm. So <laughs> that is fucking crazy. Yeah. It, it seems like, well, yeah, I mean, who was that person? But it also seems like Kotick was like, oh, while we're getting this, let me go out fishing and see what else might be out there. As you, yeah, as you would. As, as you, you would. Should, yeah, right? yeah. Do your due diligence, certainly. But the fact that someone was like, we might just purchase Blizzard off you, dude. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the filing, it is also said that Microsoft would have to pay anywhere from $2 billion to $3 billion if the deal falls through due to an injunction arising from antitrust laws. Additionally, a list of shares of Activision Blizzard common stock beneficially owned shows that Kodak currently owns 4,317,285 uh, shares. If he were to leave the company and be bought out, he would gain, according to the $95 price per share price, $95 per, dollar per share price, he would leave with $410,142,075. Uh, the Wall Street Journal previously noted that sources familiar with the deal say that Kodak will leave the company following the completion of the deal when it closes in the fiscal year mm -hmm. ending June 30th, 2023. Yeah, almost half a billion dollars richer. That is fucking insane, my man. Yeah, on top of his, that, like, what, $200 million a year salary or something like that already? That is just He's already absolutely, absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure when he retires, he's going to find a nice home, uh, you know, somewhere along the lights of Abysville. Or Bad Friend Boulevard, you know? So, just wanted to throw those out for my friend, Stephen. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Abysmal Chronicles. That's all I got for you today. Okay. Uh, but before we move on to our main topic, guys, there's something we need to discuss. We need to discuss it right now. Uh, w Energy, W.GG, if you guys don't know. Uh, we're sponsored by W. And there's something I want to talk about. Uh, I've been drinking W a lot. Mm-hmm. And today I decided, and I didn't tell you this, Josh. I told you a little bit, but I didn't tell you the full story. So if you didn't know, WGG or W Energy, W.GG is the website. Uh, if you didn't know, it's a powder. You, you mix it with water, you shake it up in your shaker cup, and you get instant energy. Okay? Here's the problem. I like my W to be a little strong. So I usually do two scoops. Usually do two scoops. Mm -hmm. Josh, today, when I told you I did extra scoop, I didn't mean two, dude. I have three scoops of W in my in my cup right now. I do one scoop. Well, I was very tired today, and sure, I you know what it, it tastes so good. I wanted more. Yeah, right. I uh, use the Dove Sludge flavor. It's very mm -hmm. sour. I like it. It's very sweet and tasty. Josh, it absolutely is wrecking me right now. It is so sour, um, but so good. And I, I you've been seeing me throughout the show. I've been drinking it, and hell yeah, it is. It's phenomenal. So. Yeah. Three scoops, and and you know what? Very important. It says on the packaging of my my little container of W. It says that it's thirty servings. Josh, it's not thirty servings. It's way more than thirty. Yeah. I've been double scooping that bitch, way more than thirty. So not only is it good, not only is it uh, a good value. You're going to save ten percent if you use our code Slick at checkout. Right. Um, you're just getting a lot of it. It's great. So, uh, listen, 
I'm going to give you the spiel. If you don't know, W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented NeuroFactor. There's no calories, there's no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff that no one likes. Uh, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on W. That's right. If you use uh, code SLICK on checkout at W.GG, you will save 10% off your order. And that 10% will go right to us and help us fund new episodes of our show, our podcast, mm. uh, new episodes of Unclaimed Baggage, which, by coming the way, soon. coming real soon. We got our packages in the mail. We're going to be filming it this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you. We have a couple people that have actually uh, used yeah. code SLICK at W.GG. Yeah. So thank you very I much. do also just want to add um that because i am waiting on a few as well uh they are a little backed up which they tell you on the website before you order so they might be a little bit longer sending out orders uh but even if you do order one and it's not available right away it'll tell you uh and then you know once it is done it'll get sent so yeah you know be patient they're a very small company startup indie if you will um but you know they uh they are very communicative i've actually touched back and forth uh base with support uh and they were very nice and very cool. Um, and gave me a little extra something that they did not need to, which I actually didn't tell you, bro. I should have. I forgot. But Well, I know you got the – you did get a $10 coupon that we gave away well, on our show. Well, yes, but something else, too, um, for a little a little oopsie, but it's okay. So. Well, hopefully they don't make any oopsies with anyone else. No, no, no. I'm not knocking they, on yeah, their product is phenomenal. Uh, listen, we found their ad online. It said, we sponsor gamers. I hit them up. They approved us. And now, you know, we love their product. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they like us. We're going to bring them business. Uh, thank you very much to everyone that supports us and supports them. Yeah. Christian said he got a tub of Dragonade. Hell yeah. That's what I just... That's right. Our studio audience loves it. Dragonade is good. Uh, I also had some Dragonade. Dub Sludge, though, is my personal favorite. That, so. I'm drinking Dragonade right now. And next, actually, it's empty because I drank it a lot as we were talking and before we started. So it's empty. Can you see where, can you see where I'm at? Yeah, a little bit. That's where I, I was all the way at the top. I'm here now. Yeah, I see it a little bit. I'm sludging it up. I'll give you something to sludge. And I'll tell you what. Energy drinks usually make me sludge it up. Mm-hmm. This does not. Yeah. I don't sludge it up That's afterwards. a good point. I haven't I haven't had to sludge out of my my sludger. Yeah, dove sludge doesn't make me sludge. Uh, they should make that the tagline, actually. Well, well, Brett, it's an hour into the show, so it's an hour into the show. We still haven't done the main topics. I think it's time. Uh, there's nothing else that we can do now. An hour into the show, except roll the intro.
That's right. Nothing like being an hour in and rolling the intro, folks. Am I right? Haha. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? Who cares? I don't. Brett. Josh. Horizon Forbidden West. That's a video game that just came out. It is a video game that just came out. We both played it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little over 10 hours in. You're a little under 10 hours in. But for the sake of rounding, we'll just call it first 10-ish hours. Fine. Okay. So I want to preface by saying we're not going to get into any story spoilers. Uh, we might talk about elements of it, but no story spoilers. Uh, so if you don't want to be completely... Uh, spoiled is not the correct term. If you don't want to know anything and you haven't played the game yet, go play it. Because I'll tell you this right now. It's fucking good. That's that's the if I if I had to put it on the box art, game is good. All right. Well, would you before concur? we talk about yeah, before we talk about the actual game itself and how it plays and how it looks and all that. Yeah. I want to just preface by saying, when you buy the game, if you haven't bought it yet, oh yeah, very important, buy the PlayStation Four version of the game. You'll save yourself ten dollars. It's a free upgrade to PS Five. For some reason, they made the price different, even though you can get that free upgrade. So, do yourself a favor. Pre-order it on the PlayStation 4 or on the PlayStation Store website or buy a physical PS4 copy of the game and then just on PS5 do that upgrade. Hell yeah. Save money. You know, fuck Sony for that. I really don't like that. Yeah. They hid that whole thing. Yeah, they're hiding that. That's such know? a that whole thing was a a, a, a debacle. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. Chris makes a good point. Use that extra 10 bones for an order over at W. That's right. W.gg. Use code slick. 10%. Christian's selling it better than we ever could. I know. Jesus. So he said in the chat, Christian just hit hour 11 himself. But <clears throat> let's hop into it. Right. Okay. So first of all, what you're going to be seeing behind us in the theater down here are screenshots from me, my game. These are actual screenshots. These are not press Ooh. images. These are screenshots. Now, I know you're watching it compressed in 1080p, but these are 4K HD screenshots behind us. Wow. These okay. are nice. You're a photographer. I, I didn't even realize. I, I know, dude. I know. Uh, most wow. of these are actually taken during in-game cutscenes, for the most part. Uh, not even using photo mode. So, um, so let's hop into it, Brett. General, wow, that's cool. general thoughts, impressions. Uh, elevator pitch your impression of the first ten hours of the game. I think it would better be better if you went first. Oh. Okay. I listen. Uh oh. Don't do it. So okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll kick you right out of the theater right now. Here's the deal with Horizon. It hasn't grabbed me yet. I okay. don't know if I'm just not far enough. Or Where are what. you? Uh, no story spoilers, but I completed the whole intro mission, that long, that sure. long mission. Uh, I finally am in the open world free roaming thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, I went into that. So I went down the mountain on that elevator Mm -hmm. I'm in that little town, and gotcha. I'm doing little activities all around there. Gotcha. Okay. The game... So, you're not really in the open world yet, to be honest. Well, I am. You're not. Okay. But I have the option to do whatever I want. And... In that area. You're not okay. there yet. That, the, your story hasn't even begun yet, basically. I'm I'm aware. Yeah. I get it. The actual story hasn't begun yet. But, so it hasn't here, grabbed me. I, I understand, and I, I understand that from where you're at. Because I, I know exactly where you are. Here is the thing about the beginning of this game. I personally love it. 
I disagree with the sentiment I've seen online that it takes too long to get to the open world. And here is really where that comes from. Mind you, I just replayed Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I just platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn not that long ago. Okay. I did every side mission in Horizon Zero Dawn, every main mission. I did everything there was to see in that game. Yeah. And when I tell you this game honors every single side mission, character, presentation, element, story beat that was in the first game, they do it in the first three hours of this game. Every character you speak to in that little beginning area, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about where you go to where the first game ended pretty much yeah. the the tower yeah, yeah. you talk to all of those those characters they touch on things from the last game they are some side uh some side mission uh characters you get into the game further later on some side mission characters from the first game reappear and you continue those fucking stories from the first game yeah. you retouch on them dude they do a such they do such a good job of honoring what they set up even in the stuff that you could skip and not experience in the first game. Yeah. And I want to touch on that because I, although I, like I said, I, it hasn't grabbed me yet. That doesn't mean that I think the intro was, you know, a, I understand. Uh, a, a, like a slow paced thing. I think the intro was phenomenal. That whole, that whole couple hour segment, right. Mm -hmm. It caught me up to speed with everything that happened in True. the first game that I, I didn't replay the game. And honestly, Forgot. I didn't remember anything about Horizon Zero Dawn sure. at all, except that Aloy was a clone and that, you know, right. whatever, all that nonsense. Um, so I was, like, enjoying that. I was like, oh, they're really catching me up to speed here. But yep. some of it, I was like, um, even, like, I could see where it was too long. For, like, I was like, I could see where people would think this is a little too long. But for mm -hmm. me personally, I needed that. Yeah. They caught you up with the controls. They caught you up with the story. I think it was the perfect intro. Um, my problem is where I'm at now, I don't quite have a mission. I don't know what is in front of me. I am on a journey of, I don't know what is to come. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. And I get that. Yeah. But there was a part where I came across a side character and that side character was like, let me come with you. Mm -hmm. And Aloy was like, you can't come with me. I have things to do. And he's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She just knows and she I'm, has to do something. And I'm like, I I'm aware you don't know because even I don't know what yeah. we're doing here. So, I that's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that for a second. Okay. The one of the themes of this game is Aloy being, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all. I actually mean it in a good way. It, it, one of these themes of this game is Aloy being like, "I got so much fucking shit to do, bro. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> to do. Like, literally, yeah. can I do this? I gotta fucking do this. I gotta do this. I thought I did this shit." I gotta fucking go do this shit again. Aloy is yep. done. Aloy is such a good character, dude. She's fucking snarky. She doesn't take shit from anybody. She's way more confident about herself in this game. She knows what she has to do. She tells everybody else to go fuck themselves. And, and she's a flawed character, too. She's very flawed. She's very short-tempered. And she's a lot of times she's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just gotta go do this shit. <laughs> we find out that after the first game, she literally just left. Yeah. After this huge victory yeah. and saving everybody, she was like, peace, I'm yeah. out. Which is part of, I think, her character is going to be part of her character arc in this game is like, hey, it's really okay to, like, lean on other people. You know what I mean? You've yeah. been an outcast your entire life. You're not an outcast anymore. You have people yep. in your corner. Um, so agree. let's let's transition then, I guess, to, to characters um, a little bit. Uh, Aloy obviously is great. Side, all of the supporting cast so far has been really phenomenal in this game. All brought to life by not just excellent voice acting, but excellent animation work. 
an excellent attention to detail. 100%. Uh, I'd be lying if I tell you I, I remember most of the characters that sure. appeared. Sure. Uh, the gentleman that joins you in the very beginning of the game, mm -hmm. I don't remember him at all. I oh, don't. really? He's he's good. I don't. I like him a lot. I yeah. liked him a lot he, in this he, game. He gets, uh, he gets even better in this game. I'll tell you that right now. No idea. She's like, oh, you have a beard now. I'm like, I didn't know you didn't have a beard, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, he's uh, good. But yeah, the characters look great. Their animations are incredible. And like you said, that dialogue so natural and we yeah. heard we heard this from previews early on that right. the dialogue is unbelievably natural mm -hmm. i can't believe even in side quests yeah dude how natural i i am exhausting every dialogue option as side quest because i'm like i just want to first of all i'm interested in what they're saying and i also just want to watch them speak their yeah. mannerisms they don't they're not it's not like a normal rpg type of game or even the first game where it's just two characters facing each other like and Fallout. speaking right Dude, they're they're they move all over the place. Their expressions, they don't constantly look at the other character, they look away. It's so yep. this had to have been done via mocap, all of these conversations. Oh, yeah. I feel like with the added animation probably on top of it. Because they're actually acting with yeah, one exactly. Because there's there's and, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't actually know, but if this is I literally don't know I if I could understand how they did it so well. I feel like it has to be mocap. Yeah, and all the performances are, are great. I mean, there's even a little kid. So I was like testing it and I was like, okay, the dialogue in this game is great. The way it's written is great. The delivery of every line is great. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if there's one place it's going to falter, it's a young child actor that can't deliver lines or whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude, I literally talked to the Sun King's little son or whatever. Yeah, dude. Dude, I was like, here it is. He's going to fuck it up. Even he was great. <laughs> I was yeah. like, all right. Dude, it's, it's, it's next level. <clears throat> and uh, I think, of course, um, Ashley... Not Ashley. Birch. Yeah, Ashley Birch, right? Um, uh, kills it, man. I, I, I mean, there is. I don't know. I, I don't. It's one of those things where I wish they had focused more on it in marketing because, to me, it is the generational leap in the game. <clears throat> it is the yeah. reason that the game exists, right? Yes, the story. Which, by the way, the story getting a little bit further is so fucking intriguing. Like there's a, there's a part that made my jaw drop and even it will make your jaw drop, even though you don't remember the first game fully, but because of what <clears> it in, insinuates, the, the narrative is so much stronger than the first game. And I really like the first game's narrative, but that's also just strengthened by that animation and the, the uh, acting work on top of it. So I'm excited to really delve into it and get to the part you are in the story. So I can feel that way. Like I said, I'm just not there yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. It just right now it almost feels like a chore to play it. It mm -hmm. looks beautiful, everything about it's great, but I'm like, dude, can we just move on? And then there's like, and this happens with me, and it's 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 me, it's my problem. But open world games sometimes they overwhelm me with mm -hmm. so much. There's question marks on my mini map. There's mm -hmm. things, and I'm just like, I I don't know where to go, dude. I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Uh, but. If what if what you're saying is true, and I'm not even really in the open world thing yet, uh, then I'm going to I'm going to progress, and I'm going to I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to see see what happens. Yeah, I actually just did. Uh, you probably did this too. In that little area that I'm in, there was a hotel, mm -hmm. and you had to find the key to get to a room, and I'm like going under shit and yeah, the, 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 the relic ruin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did all that and that was cool. I was actually kind of frustrated. I couldn't figure out how to, you go underneath the hotel mm -hmm. 
and they you're supposed to pull a box down and i couldn't mm-hmm. i didn't know what the fuck i was doing dude i was stuck down there forever mm-hmm. uh and then there was also like the thing where you have to line up the yeah, image of the, the viewpoint house. thing yeah yeah that was pretty cool it was yeah. challenging i i didn't yeah i, I actually i know which when you're talking about i actually struggled with that because i was facing the wrong way the entire time same I, and i didn't see i didn't see the actual structure behind me so that's a really neat mechanic that they added mm-hmm. uh or game like challenge i guess i like that a lot yeah so there is something like that in the first game but you don't have to line it up it's like you climb to like a a viewpoint somewhere and then it presents Mm -hmm. you with the image but this one it's cool because you actually interact with it and you learn more about it rather than just climbing a tower and seeing it so yeah you actually like line up where it was in real life in real time yeah um so what are we going to talk about next? Gameplay or uh, graphics, fidelity? What let's, do you wanna... let's do graphics and then let's wrap up maybe with, with the, the gameplay stuff. Okay. Um, so one of the big things I think we were worried about going into this is that it's also designed for PS4 in mind. Yeah. Um, and it seems that they really kind of threaded the needle with providing every platform it's on a great experience, right? PS4 and PS4 Pro, obviously you're going to have lower, uh, lower resolution, uh, you know, hard cap 30 FPS frame rate, um, lower level of detail, texture quality, stuff like that. But PS5, I, I actually think uh, it's actually kind of a, a showcase, um, which is really surprising with me to me because yeah. that is a thing that I criticized quite heavily. But it is not just gorgeous, but the level of detail on character models yeah. in the world of you stop in the open world at any time and just fucking look at the screen there's so much detail and shit going on everywhere it's nuts i would have to agree with you are you playing resolution like performance mode or are you playing resolution so i went back and forth because normally i am a frame rate shill if you will where i'm like i want the higher frame rate and then i started on performance mode and i was like this looks great let me just see you know, I know it was 30 FPS, but I was like, let me see if there's any change with resolution mode or quality mode or whatever it is, uh, which sometimes there is and sometimes there's not, you know, as far as how much it's it's noticeable. The quality mode, there's actually a significant difference um, yeah. where I was like, oh, shit, this looks as good as it looks on performance mode. This looks even more next level. The texture quality, general level of detail, resolution, obviously. Uh, and then I was I started playing it in the quality mode, and I was like, you know, this actually doesn't feel bad for 30 FPS. It's so smooth, like it's consistent. Like the frame pacing yeah. and the frame rate is so consistent and smooth that I actually played in the quality mode for a little while. Um, and then when I started to get into more fights, I was like, I just want that faster frame rate uh, for yeah. like the quick action fights. But it's not bad. I've only played in performance and yeah. the game looks fantastic. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll switch over to, to quality mode and see how it looks, but yeah, yeah it looks fantastic. And you know, one thing I noticed, mm-hmm. so remember with the PS4 in that generation, they kind of showcased the particle effects really heavily. So games like Resogun, uh, yeah. infamous second son, it was the particles that they were really focused on. I think that we've mastered that at this point Yeah, because there is moments in horizon where in the four, like, you will literally be able to tell there was like something coming down like snow or Mm -hmm. little particles as Aloy was having a conversation. And I could literally differentiate the particles that were in the foreground and the particles that were in the background. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so hard to explain that, but just visually I was like, damn, this looks fucking real. You know what I mean? It was, it was a weird experience. Yeah. 
Um, and her, even like all the characters' skin, right? Like the famous hair yeah. meme at this point. But like, see, I, I, there's not a single polygon to be found either. No, I literally game. saw a GIF where they zoomed in on her video. They zoomed in on Aloy's face and like zoomed out. Yeah, the level of detail in her skin is yeah insane. It has like a little translucent layer, like it normally would. When there's when there's water on her skin, it's translucent and reflects light. Like I even read today that apparently in the hotter areas, she sweats. She sweats. She does. And you know why I can notice this is I'm wearing armor where her midriff is showing. And there was a, a section where she's talking, and it's, like, hot, right? I literally watched her character model start sweating, and her stomach became moist from sweat. I know that sounds wow. weird, but I was, like, we're standing there watching it. I was, like, holy shit. And then when it's cold, she shivers, which she did in the first game. But also her clothes has, like, slowly gets, like, a layer of, like, ice and snow and stuff on it. That's cool. Her boots get it. There's a, a an area where I was inside, and she was like, "Damn, it's fucking cold in here." Um, she didn't really say that, but she was like, "It's freezing in here." She started to see her breath, and even her clothes started to get like a little icy layer on them and stuff like that. That's and there's cool. there's things like that. It just really ground it, and yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Let's wrap up with gameplay. the gameplay, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got to be honest with you, dude. I think that the controls for this game are butt cheeks on a stick, dude. The game plays great. The mechanics are great. Combat feels good. But, dude, I'm just, like, constantly fumbling over shit. You got to push, like, down on the D-pad and then left on the D-pad and then L1 to bring up the menu. To me, it was, like, a little cumbersome, if I'm being honest. It's the same control scheme as the first game. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it just felt... Maybe it's me coming off of Dying Light 2. Maybe it's me coming off of... Mm-hmm. whatever game i've been playing i was fun dude I, I literally kept accidentally putting the blast traps down i felt like a idiot dude i i didn't know what i was doing no. uh don't do but that that being said the bow and arrow feels so good yeah so good combat feels great mm-hmm. shooting the the critical areas on the machines is just mm-hmm. like satisfying so yeah. satisfying yeah, you literally see it explode, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Dude. Yeah, there's some more uh, weapons that you'll get to later. Um, you know, as you go to new towns and things like that, that are really, really cool. Really cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I also like the tools that they've added. Uh, the little grapple hook thing is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the... looks like there's going to be more. Did you get the glider yet? I did not. You'll get it very soon. I'm assuming that is like the next tool that you in that little yeah, yeah. Where, whereas okay. dying light 2 uh doesn't give you anything till like 87 40 you know million years into the game this game yeah. gives you everything pretty much immediately oh that's good to hear so which that's just good. makes traversal that much more fun um what, speaking, uh, of, speaking what, of traversal so oh, sorry go ahead i was gonna say what did you think about the the gameplay like the, no the, i i like it it feels good um it not it hasn't changed much from the first game i don't think it needed to other than adding some new weapons um and stuff like that um yeah i mean it i don't really have much to say about other than it feels good i enjoy actually the weapon wheel um stuff because when you're when you're in combat you can switch pretty quickly between things and i actually never use really any of the traps and stuff i think the d-pad is where my 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 flaw is yeah i don't normally use it except to heal (laughs) to be honest with you i just i don't know i just don't like playing that way i also i'm using my staff quite a bit more than even my bow and arrow um i have it actually though that 
skill tree fully maxed out, uh, which is great because I can stun machines pretty quickly, and I do a shit ton of damage. So, so are you not stealthy <clears throat> as much as, as nah. a bow user? Nah, boss the wall. Okay. Yeah, guns blazing, cool. if you will, which is the opposite of how I played the first game, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just really like how the staff feels in this game, uh, and I think maybe the haptics add to that too. Um, so the haptics are good. Uh, yeah. I want to point out, and then also <clears throat> that's interesting that you can play the two different styles because they do have all the the tracking, trapping mechanics, the yeah. traps and stuff from the first game, mm -hmm. uh, where you can actually see the footprints of the of the creatures right. as they walk <clears throat> around. So you could be stealthy, but it's cool that you can be balls to the wall as well, yeah. because I think I might start being more balls to the wall. Yeah. And those skill trees, especially as you start to rank them up, they have these things called valor moments of valor or like val valor surge or something like that, where you almost get like special abilities. Like it's something that you activate. It's almost like an ultimate ability type thing, yeah. um, which when you get to the bottom of some skill trees, it really changes how much damage you do and how <clears throat> you interact with the combat. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's pretty good. Um, and then the, just the yeah. last thing I want to touch on was the traversal. Uh, the yeah. actual climbing and swinging uh, is so much better in this game than the first game. Uh, it's yeah. easy to tell when you scan where you have to go. Everything is pretty much climbable. You know exactly where you have to climb. I have never made a jump that I missed, and I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet because almost maybe to a fault it is so it grips you in so tight when you're climbing surfaces mm -hmm. and i think i'd rather have it this way though than it being too floaty and me getting frustrated with dying from falling all the time yeah i agree with you i was getting very frustrated in that little hotel when i was traversing that i was trying to cheese i couldn't figure out how to progress so i was trying to cheese by like jumping on things and it wasn't cooperating, but that's because it wasn't the yellow, you know, grabbable objects, right? It was actual, like, just me trying to climb on different environments. So um, I agree. It's, you know, when you are, when you're traversing how you're supposed to traverse, it feels great. Yeah. And you don't just jump to your death like Jedi Fallen Order, for example, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say um, about it. you have anything else you want to add, Brent? Yeah, I, I'm excited to jump back into it. Uh, I don't know how much more I'm going to play this week with work and, and everything that's going on in my life. Uh, Elden Ring's coming out this week, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm definitely going to be prioritizing that over this one. Uh, but I'm looking forward to progressing you know, further so I can, I can experience the game like, like you are, you know? Heck yeah. All right. All right, well, moving on then to our next topic, Josh. Our final topic of the day, besides our indie Intel segment, we're going to talk about Persona. That's right. We're going to talk about Persona's 25th anniversary uh, and their announcements. So why don't you explain to me what the hell is next for Persona? Yeah. So as we know, Atlas has a big year ahead of itself still, Brett, following the success of Persona 5 Strikers and, of course, the continued uh, celebration of the Persona's 25th anniversary, um, where they have, you know, kind of a year-long commemoration of the series' history. So yeah. they announced that they had five announcements or six announcements or whatever, a bunch of announcements. So far, we've gotten the anniversary-themed merchandise that we saw, the concert that they talked about, and then, of course, Persona 4 <clears throat> Arena Ultimax remastered port, whatever you want to call it. Right. Coming out next month, yeah. That's right. But it begs the question of what is next, Brett. 
So I think the port of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is a potential tease for what's coming. Okay. So <laughs> as uh, exemplified previously with Persona 4 Golden on Steam and Shinigami Tensei 3 Nocturne, Atlas is having success with the remasters and porting older games to new platforms. Absolutely. So according to sources via Game Rant and Leaker Zippo, uh, who was correct about the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, by the way, uh, state that both Persona 3 and Persona 4 are receiving multi-platform releases in 2022 with Persona... Aye, aye, aye. With, Fuck Persona, yeah, dude. with Persona 3 Portable supposedly slated to be revealed first. Persona Let's 3 Portable go. Port. Persona 3 Portable, the port. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, additionally. P3PP. P3 Persona 3 Portable Port. P3PP. Additionally, ever since Persona 4 Golden was ported to PC in 2022, of course, we've wanted a port for a modern console as well. Because right now it's only on PC and Vita. So, and PS2, and PS2, but you know, whatever. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, I have a few more points, and then I want your take on everything. So, Atlas just registered a p5u.jp website. So, .jp is Jap Japan, obviously, but p5u, okay? This website borrows a similar name when Atlas used uh, one for Persona 4 Arena. Previously, P4U.JP, leading many to believe that this could confirm a Persona 5 fighting game is in the works. P5U, is that like Persona 5 Ultimax? Yeah, something, something like that. So it would make sense the final one or a few reveals uh, are for new games, the Persona franchise, obviously. Uh, that could be a standalone game sent in the Persona universe, maybe, uh, or even Persona 6, a teaser for Persona 6. So... I do think there's a possibility that Persona 6 could be teased at the end of this celebration. Yeah. I do believe, and we've talked about this before, <clears throat> that that's probably what it's going to culminate in. But what do you think about that? What do you think about potentially P3PP and Persona 3, Persona 4 remasters coming or ports even to modern consoles? Ah, man, I mean, I would almost... So regarding the Persona 5 fighting game, I would almost rather them just add the p5 characters as dlc for arena ultimax <clears throat> i don't know if we necessarily need a game sure uh but the cool thing about the fighting games is like persona 4 ultimate arena ultimax and persona 4 arena was cool because it it was number one a sequel to persona 4 mm -hmm. but it also combined persona 3 and 4 and had the cast of both right right so if persona 5 arena is going to have characters from 4 and 3 like interacting with each other like yeah i'm I'm game for that. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, as for like a re like a remaster or just a port of Persona Three and Persona Four, like, dude, I've been asking for this for years. You know what I mean? So I'll take it. I'll take it, and I'll buy it on every platform it's on. I don't even care. Yeah, I would love uh, to have Golden on uh, PS Four or Five, whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Steam Deck's coming out, and the cool thing is that Persona Four is on Steam. So true. Uh, Persona for Golden, I should say. So, like, that's kind of like taken care of. I'm not as excited for Persona Four now. Would I replay Persona Four on PS4 or Five? Yes. Would I get the platinum trophy in it? Yes. Uh, 
But I, I almost, if I'm being honest with you, dude, Persona 4 was such a great game to play in bed, laying mm-hmm. down. And I think that's one of the reasons why I never finished Persona 5, despite being so far in. Not only that, plus the fact that they put out uh, Royale, which, mm-hmm. you know, made me have to start from the beginning again. But I think that's one of the reasons why I never finished it, because I really liked playing them in bed. So, that being said, uh, I would love it if they put Persona 3 Portable on the Switch. Mm. That would be slick as fuck. Now, if it's on PS4, I'll play the shit out of it. PS5, I'll play the shit out of it. But uh, I would like to play these handheld. And I think that if they port that to a handheld console like that, I will literally ski. So There you have it. You could say, like, then just play it on the Vita. Well, I'm not playing my fucking Vita, dude. The Vita's fucking dead, right? Yeah. Um, no, I truly... Uh, I mean, especially if if Zippo is the source for these, which that yeah. human being is, uh, and they were right about P4 Arena Ultimax, I don't see why we wouldn't get Persona 3 Portable and Persona 3 and Persona 4. Now, here's the problem, Josh. Persona 3 Portable... This is the problem with Persona 3, dude. It came out on PS2, right? That's fine. But there's two versions of Persona 3. Right. There's Persona 3 Portable, and there's Persona 3 FES. Is there a fire in the HQ, dude? Mm-hmm. Do you need to uh, evacuate? You good? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would have to evacuate, too. We're in the same location, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's two versions of it. Persona 3 FES, Persona 3 Portable. And there's aspects of both that are great. In one, you get the female protagonist added with, you know, unique story options, unique story parts and shit. And then in, and you get, you know, anime cutscenes in one and whatever. And then you also have the battle system, which is improved in, I believe, FES mm-hmm. or no, in Portable, where you can actually have your team be commanded by you rather than them do their own actions, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, that's how Persona is now. You control your whole team. Right. So my problem here is I want and I've wanted a combination of both. I've wanted a P3 FES and P3P combination. That's what I want, okay? I don't want just Persona 3 Portable because that's not the best way to play the game. Or maybe it is, but I, it could be better, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, listen, I'll take whatever I can get. I want them all. Because the Persona 3 Portable port that's on the Vita doesn't have trophies. It's just a PSP game, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think it makes sense. I think they're coming, and I think we will get Persona 6 uh, September of this year. Not coming out. Announced. Announced. Play some games. That's right. Announced. That's awesome. So. You know what Atlas should do? What's that? They should copy how to get good games. All right. Just kidding. They they make good games. Yeah. All right, Brett. All let's right. move on and wrap up, shall we? All right, Josh. Uh hit me with this this is indie intel guys this is our last segment segment of the day we're going to talk about an indie game it's a very small little indie game that's being made by one guy two two people well, one guy's doing the music one guy's making the game mm-hmm. it's hand drawn animation that's right and it oozes with 90s animation goodness that's right the game is called Guinea Pig Parkour, and I need you to tell me about it. Yeah, so Guinea Pig Parkour is a hand-drawn comedy parkour platform adventure presented as a lost 90s animated cartoon show. Run, jump, flip, vault, and climb through 90s-inspired cartoon worlds, featuring painstakingly crafted fluid hand-drawn frame-by-frame animation 
all made by one artist. I'm sold. I'm already sold by the description. And then you show me what it looks like and I'm... Yeah. So the again. the image, the video that's playing behind us, I found on Twitter. Um, searching the hashtag, which I do sometimes, is Indie Game or Indie Game Dev. You sure you uh, weren't searching guinea pig? No, I was not searching for guinea pigs. Um, and I saw this. This is all I looked at. And I was like, yes. I'm in. And that's it. So... Um, listen, this game, this game looks really cool. It's not out yet. You can wishlist it on Steam. Uh, there's no release date announced yet, but they also, you said they have a Patreon. Sure. Uh, if you click on that, you'll find their Patreon. And, and through that, you'll see they have 46 patrons right now. And he's making 196 bucks a month, mm -hmm. uh, just working on this game. So that's really cool that it's like kind of being funded by the people as well before it's even on Kickstarter. Yeah. So. Um, and you can also sign up. Uh, they're going to be uh, releasing a demo soon. You can sign up to get notified when the demo comes out. Um, yeah. And yeah, wishlisted on Steam. I I, I have to tell you, that demo has got to be coming soon because they tweeted about the demo coming soon in September of 21. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, dude, it's coming. Like, it's it's imminent, I would imagine, at this point. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. Guinea Pig Parkour. I don't know what there's not to like about this. So, yeah. You know. Anyway, go suck it off. That's it. Links will be in the description. Guinea Pig Parkour. Check it out. I was going to play, like, I'm looking at my soundboard here and I'm looking at all the different Chad Warden sounds and I was going to try to play one to go with that, that Indie Intel. Mm -hmm. But they're all very negative. Okay. Like, I, I don't want to play. Who wants to play that shit? Because, like, that's we, very we want. We want to play that shit. And have you played the PS1? That, that doesn't relate. And I don't give a fuck. That doesn't apply because that just doesn't make sense. Right. I don't know about you, but that shit ain't balling. That's peen. Uh Come on now. Nah. Well, you know what I'm trying to say? That looks like a dildo. No. no. How about we just ask the audience to applause? All right, ready? On three, I want everybody to applause. Okay? One, two, three. I quit. All right, well, listen. I'm listening. We've got big stuff coming soon. we got to talk about it real quick. Live right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Unclaimed Baggage. Unclaimed Baggage. It's a video series where you and I buy things from a place called Unclaimed Baggage. Where do they get their merchandise, Josh? Uh, from planes, trains, and automobiles where people left them and they remain unclaimed. That's right. And then we buy them for each other. Claim mysteriously, them. Mysteriously. Right. Secretively. Right. We claim the Unclaimed keep Baggage. Keep, keep speaking. We claim the unclaimed baggage, and then we, we send them to each other's house, and we have big packages, big boxes of, of nonsense. I think he's grabbing the package I sent him. I think that's what he's doing. That's all? That's all? Oh, shit. Well, one of the things I got you is like, 
that big. This is what I got. Is it heavy? It, it's not light. Okay. That's it's it's all in there. Well, here's the problem. We're going to be recording this video this weekend. It's probably not going to be out for a little bit, so you're going to have to stay tuned. But I do want to give a little teaser. I want to let everyone know what they're going to be getting into here with Josh's uh, with his his, his package. I have mine, but it's sitting somewhere else in HQ. I don't feel like getting up and getting it. Um, but Josh, I'm going to give you a little hint as to what your theme is for your box. Okay. And I told you this already once, and you didn't catch it. You didn't pick up on it. But I'll nothing's, say this. Nothing's too fragile in here, is it? I'm there not is gonna, something. I'm not, I'm not throw. Yeah, there's something in there that I'm I don't want gonna, you to. I'm not going to okay. throw. I'm not going to throw. The hint is I'm going to whisper it into my mic. Okay. You make my heart sing. That's all you get. Fairy is sing. I told you. I responded to you. Yeah, yeah. I understood. Heart is sing. I don't understand what that means. No, you make my heart sing. Oh. I just combined what you said and what I said. Yeah. My you make my heart sing? Mm-hmm. Should I should I tease what yours is? I almost don't want you to. Can you do it without being too inconspicuous? Can you can you give me a hint that doesn't give it away? Oh, I you're not gonna get it regardless i think my hint is just under the radar completely so now nah, that's too specific i'm not even going to tell you because you could google it and you'll see so no okay all right yeah don't don't then um yeah let's just say south of the border are we gonna get canceled <laughs> no south are you gonna the... make me wear a sombrero and shit no 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 appropriation Oh. No. We would not do that. No appropriation at all? We can't do any? Mine is not appropriation. Okay. That's good. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, you're going to have fun with mine. Oh boy. Josh is going to be naked. Uh, no, I'm not. He's going to be afraid. Naked and afraid. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's going to be another. So if you watched our last episode of Unclaimed Baggage, you'll know that there was like a little live action component where like we went out into the, to the real world outside the studio. There's going to be a little bit of that, I think, in this one as well for one of the gifts I got you. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the, the claimed baggages that I got you. So mm -hmm. let's just say, uh, you're going to make my heart sing, dude. Fairy is sing. That's right. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, I think that's all I have. That's all I want to tell you about Unclaimed Baggage. Without further ado, I think we should end it. I think okay. that's all we got. Well, I want to thank everybody for being in the chat. Being No. End it. Fuck them. Fuck these people. End it. No, no like, comment, subscribe? All right, never mind. I no no buy our merch um no thank you <laughs> better have gotten him a 1950s baseball uniform christian says see that's what's good about my hint is that you could take it many different ways so what he well 
but you can read what he wrote there wild thing right yeah so you make my heart sing is the lyrics to wild thing the song so that's what so so christian is assuming that i got you something and to do with and Bill. my and my hint was too specific saying south of the border i didn't say that well then what are you saying no, no. I'm You're just saying, commending your own. No, hint. no, no. So what I'm saying, yeah, I guess I am. Uh, what I'm saying is, you can take mine many different ways because while it is Wild Thing, Wild Thing is a song that has been used in many things, including uh, the film that he's referencing here, 1950s baseball uniform. Uh, there's a mo- major league, no, uh, a league of, of their own. I don't remember what movie. All it's right, from. I'm going to tell you this right now. I am not going to think about it once we're done here. That's fine. No, I'm not trying to say that you are going to get it. I'm trying to tell you that even with that, you aren't going to get it. I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm too stupid to understand what's going on. That's good. Keep it that way. I don't don't know what Wild Thing is. Uh, Mm -hmm. You don't know the song Wild Thing? I'm sure if I heard it, I would know it. I don't know. Wild Thing! We're going to get copyright. Here we go, copyright, dude. For singing (laughs) You make my heart sing. Da, 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 da. It's uh, John Moxley from AEW. It's his theme song. Oh, okay. I do know what that is. Um, I don't I know. Got you John Moxley in a box. I've never seen John a league Moxley. of their. I've never seen a league of their own. Uh, Major League. I've never seen that. Movie. I've never seen that movie. Uh, I've never worn a baseball uniform. Uh, and my brain is, um, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Wow, thing! You make my heart sing! We're done. You make everything! I'm I'm preemptively canceling myself. So. That's all. I, that's all I can tell you. Good luck, brother. I'm I'm canceling myself right now. I got bad news for you. We're getting canceled. Uh, why? Uh, let's just say that I didn't consider the fact that we could be culturally appropriating with my gift that I got you, and it could be taken in taken in certain ways. <clears throat> One element specifically. Well, two. Well, all of it. Do we have you a know. twenty? Do we have a twenty-three nineteen, dude? 2319, you're canceled. The whole show's done. The channel's getting shut down. The podcast is over. Unclaimed Baggage is going to sue us. It's over. They're going to sue us? Yeah. Oh. Oh, George and I are like brothers.